You are listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace, a service of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. I'm your host, Dave Thompson. And since you're listening, you might as well know that you're about to hear us talk about something which has to be healthy, positive, and or proactive in the cleaning industry today. In 2018, the Academy launched the Rockstar series of motivational sessions in addition to our tactical classes, which are instructed weekly around the U.S. Now, industry professionals are here to talk, share their thoughts, and let you know what's on their mind. So turn up the sound and let's get talking. Welcome again to Beyond Clean with Ace. Now, this is a, well, I would say a continuation. If you've been listening to the podcast or to the video, well, you probably have already seen Aaron and I being talking about a whole lot of things. But you know what? Before we start to pack everything up, we just looked at each other and said, we're not ready to quit talking. We, we've got some more to talk about. And, and the only interesting thing is, and you brought up, we're at Disney. Right. It is, as you put it, an experience. This is the whole thing. And you know, I, I, I kind of think that that's interesting you brought up. Because at the Academy, I always keep talking about you don't really know what we do until you experience it. But once you've experienced it, you're going to keep coming back for more. Right. Is this what we're talking about, Aaron? It is. Um, well, we were talking about development. Right. Right? And the importance of experiencing development now. It's not just experience. You probably heard the phrase, experience is the best teacher. That's not necessarily true. No. What do some people learn from their experience? Uh, okay. Well, it depends on Right? <laughs> well, let's see. Did they learn anything at all? Okay. I, I learned how to blame somebody else for my failures. Absolutely. I learned how to cover it up. Yeah. I learned, so uh-huh. it's not just experience, but it's providing the right type of experience so that back to this key word, learning, learning. the right learning, learning. Yep. will occur. Yep. All right? Uh, but it's the power of experience, and Disney is, I think, one of the prototype organizations when it comes to the power of experience. You mentioned it when we were here on vacation. Two days ago, we were at the, uh, the animal game. It was 90 degrees. It had to be 90% relative humidity. We're sweating like dogs. <laughs> but of course, right? now, now understand, it's August in Florida. It's August yeah, in Florida, right, so right. you're supposed to expect that. Yeah, yeah. still, come on, we're sweating like dogs. And I tell people all the time, I said, if you went up to a normal human being and said, Hey, would you be willing to spend $140 to stand in 90 degree heat and 90% relative humidity for over 90 minutes for a three to four minute experience? How does that sound to you? Now, wait a minute. He, he used the word normal. Did you hear that, folks? He used the word normal. So I guess I'm not normal because I don't, I'm not one of these people. Well, what's going to do it? No one would. I said, you know, I mean, if Disney did market research and asked people that question, nobody could. Then, then nobody would say yes. Right? We're all not normal then. But we're sitting here at the Polynesian, about a quarter mile that way is the Magic Kingdom. 100,000 people today are going to go in 93 heat. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Why? Right. Because of the experience. Right? Because of? Because of the experience. And most of those people are not first time. No. And, and if they are, it's because of what somebody else has experienced and conveyed to them. And they did not convey to them a how-to. They conveyed to them a knowledge. An experience is a an knowledge. experience. It is a knowledge. But it is an intimate form. That's the difference. It's an intimate form of knowledge because it's become part of my psyche. It's become... In, I, have, I have integrated it into who I am. When we took possession of it. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we talk about, for instance, things like smell and music being two of the most powerful triggers? 
because when we smell something, immediately it puts us back in that experience. We see, we see a vision. We see a, it's a visual. Oh, this is where I was when that happened. Right. Or, or how many of us hear a song? And immediately we're transported back to oh yeah yeah that's the song well, I minute, danced yeah, to that, with my seventies and eighties stuff right right exactly okay. right takes you right back you oh, yeah. smell to because it evokes the experience okay. what we don't do enough when it comes to educating people is we don't integrate it into their experience all right a and then b here's the b part we don't create the experience around it. I'll give you a real simple. Right, I, 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 I was just thinking about you know I've got a lot more work to do. I've been thinking about what I do at the academy and what we what we produce the experience. And I'm like, okay. So what you're telling me is I need to start marketing a little differently. Well, gee, thanks. You you. you see, we're all supposed to learn something, right? What you have to market is you have to I, what I have to market is experience. Correct. Right. Um, it's not what we do, but the experience from. And if you think about it, and I've really been thinking about this one a lot lately. One of the big errors that we make is we make a work experience that leaves people totally unengaged. We know that. We talk about it. I got colleagues who write books about that. But we go back to the same kinds of things. Instead of going back to, by the way, what you and I were talking about in the first podcast, which is this idea that the typical human being learns more between the ages of two and five. Uh -huh, okay. All right. Howard Gardner continues that same thing. He says, you know, most human beings walk around with the mind of a five-year-old, which, you know, you're, you're probably sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, that explains everybody that I work with. You ought to see, you ought to see the people I have to work with. Oh, right? goodness. All right. But his point is, by five years old, we have a pretty sophisticated view of how the world operates. So that's why I think you can write books like, you know, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, and they're a bestseller. <laughs> because that's what... Well, yeah, that makes sense, right? Because... You know, you want to solve the the ecology, the environmental problem. What do we learn by the time we we're five years old? Hey, clean up after yourself. You you realize how much better we make the world if every human being would just clean up, after pick up their own stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, the world starts to look very different. Simple stuff like that, right? So we have this mind of the five-year-old, okay? Because we relate this through the experience base that we have, all right? We don't create the type of experience that taps into that five-year-old mind. If you look at some of the people that are out there, Simon Sinek and others talk about leadership. Uh, Howard Gardner wrote a book on leadership. He'll tell you that what great leaders do is they tap into the five-year-old mind. They don't make it complex. They keep it very simple so that that five-year-old mind can grasp it and will follow it. Now, we create an experience at work, and we pretty much tell people in a lot of the training and education that we do, oh, now this is going to be tough, this is going to be difficult, whatever it makes you excited about what you do. It, oh, yeah, it? right, sure. Yeah. And here's now, the now let me switch that gear off. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Now, here's the real interesting one. And what else did we learn by the time we were five years old? Say please and thank you, right? Uh, words we forgot. Right? Please and thank you. I tell people all the time when I'm doing executive training programs, I say, okay, single most important word in management is please. Two most important words in management are thank you. And the three most important words in management are I need help. Okay? <laughs> I need help. Because you can't okay. do it, you can't do it yourself. All right. right? Well, that's so you got to learn yes, to ask absolutely. for help. And one great thing about human beings is when somebody asks us for help, we generally, we generally do give it. Right? Yeah. Okay. But but we're generally going to help somebody else that needs help. But think about those first two words, please and thank you. When was the last time, as a supervisor or your supervisor, said, hey, could you please 
just just that simple. But what you're talking about, this is part of the experience. It is those, the experience. Those words are part of it an is experience. The experience. When was the last time you went home from work, and as you were walking out the door, your boss, your supervisor, said, "Hey, thanks for all your work. Thanks for your effort. I really appreciate it." When was the last time that happened? And most people, I can't tell you. It's never happened to me. Thirty years of Bradley, I cannot remember it ever happening. Okay, so I'm being recorded, so I really can't say that. Well, I understand. And I, I don't. Hey, they can see this. And I don't. Bradley can see that. Well, you know what? Hey, I'm four years from retirement. I got tenure. What are they going to do to me? Okay. But my point is, think about what I'm just describing here. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally understand. How would you respond if, at the end of the day? The boss looked at you and said, hey, thanks for it. We appreciate it. What have I just done to the work experience? I, oh my gosh, I'm appreciated. The boss values what I do. I have just changed the work experience with two words. Now, I will tell you, in, in all honesty, I know that's that's a bad way to start something, right? Well, that's the way we do it. Okay, it's the way we do it. But And we, and we talked about this before we started to, uh, our, our, our sessions. You know, I told my previous boss, I said, I won't leave until you give me a reason to leave. And part of that reason to leave was exactly what you're saying, along with other things. But some of the reason I'm also where I'm at today is because my current bosses, which we all have bosses, so get over that, actually does appreciate what I do. Now, they may not actually, what you're saying, give you that pat on the back like that, but they allow me to work with people like yourself. They allow us to do this podcast and the video and the education because they understand that we're helping people. We're moving things forward. Um, one of the things that we have is what's called 2M2N, okay? Move the second mile. Yep. I'll let you figure out the rest of that, folks. I'll only give you the first part of that. It's the second mile. And it's all about going beyond and doing right. more for. And so that is kind of the mentality of, doing more and appreciating, but I think you are correct. Part of the experience that we don't give the people is that we appreciate their commitment. And that's why I wanted you to talk with you today, is because the two things that I saw you do that day, two years ago, have dramatically changed what we can do with the Academy. And now what we're doing is we're taking this to regional campuses all over the United States. Now. Yes, because you and I are working with Triple S, we're doing that with the Triple S brand. Um, but I think this is also an opportunity for us to move forward the things that you learn, that I learned through you, and, and this is all an appreciation thing. Oh, it's an experience that yeah. continues to move. There's the word, right? It's the experience. What kind of experience are we going to create? And the more powerful the experience, the more powerful people are going to learn because it stays with us. Why as human beings are we so wired to stories? Because the story evokes an experience, right? It evokes an emotion. The more I study, the longer I've been in the field, I believe that 90% of our decisions we make with our emotions. And then we use the rational part of our brain to justify it. So we come in and we're going to give everybody the logic, the rationale behind why we do this. And we forget that hanging out here is the biggest chunk of it, which is their emotions. You know, if I got your emotions, I'll get your, if I got your heart, your head's going to come back. Well, folks, you know the thing about it is that there's always a time to quit and shut up. 
And you know what? The thing is, is we're on battery power, and the battery says we're going to quit here in just a few minutes. So you know what? Whether you and I are ready to shut up or not, we can't record much any longer. So I, I mean, Aaron and I, Aaron, real quick. Why do we clean a floor? Safety. But it just went off.